The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. The Even Money Podcast rolls on. And there are even some talks in the works about potentially going year-round. So make sure you are checking your podcast app and seeing if there's a new one downloaded and following Really, the star of this podcast, Steve Fezzik, at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. Or you can follow me. I'll keep you posted. At Ross Tucker NFL is my Twitter handle. Or maybe even best yet, follow our trusty producer, Brian, at RTF Podcast. If you're a Facebook-only person, Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. We are presented by DraftKings today. Why not, right? DraftKings is the destination for one-week fantasy sports. Pretty much any sport that's out there that you are interested in, you can play at DraftKings, including golf. Whether you're a big-time golf guy or you just love daily fantasy sports and you want to play something, make sure you pick six golfers each week before the tournaments tee off on Thursday morning. That's the key. You got to do it before the tournaments tee off. So for this week, for example, you would be too late. Remember, the tournaments begin Thursday morning, so hurry to DraftKings.com now to get in on the action. And when you do, use code FUMBLE, and you can play for free with your first deposit. That's code FUMBLE to play free for your share of hundreds of thousands of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings.com. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions may apply. See website for details. Steve, we just keep it going, man. And hopefully, as you say, you and I talked this week, we're hopefully we're going to – now, we're going to take a break next week. So we're going to take next week off. But hopefully, after that, we will be rocking and rolling year-round. So that is in the works, but we're still working on that at this point. So the two things I wanted to get into today, Steve, and remember, people can always hit us up with any email questions you could ever have. I mean, where, where are you going to get a better opportunity to email the only two-time winner 
of the Super Bowl of professional football betting, Steve Fezzik, and guarantee that he responds to it? Right here. Just send me any of our various sponsor confirmations over at RossTucker.com, like DraftKings, and Steve will answer you. We're going to get into the NFC win total numbers, which A, is fun for me, Steve, and B, also going to be pretty cool we see the actual numbers come out. And then I know it's a little early, and maybe we'll start with this. Steve, in case we don't have another show before March Madness begins and all that stuff, um, I just wanted to get a couple of do's and don'ts from you because I know that that's a big deal, March Madness. A lot of people like to, to gamble on March Madness in different ways. Can you just give the listeners some do's and don'ts? I'm not asking you to handicap certain teams, but just tell us certain things you shouldn't do, we shouldn't do, or maybe we should. Okay, let's start with the don'ts. Don't pick a number three or worse seed. Don't bet on them at 100 to 1 or 80 to one and think you're getting value and that you can just hedge it out when they make the elite eight, those bets typically wind up having terrible value versus just parlaying the team uh, six times. There was one year Michigan state was a number two seed Ross. They're about 40 to one. If you had just played them in every single game, you could have engineered about a 300 to one payout. The, the power of rolling your money over and especially when they become an underdog in one or two games and catching a plus 220 price is just so valuable. So don't try for the needle in the haystack with the with a team that's not a number one seed. As far as a do, when you fill out your brackets, if you're going to go ahead and take a flyer and take a number six seed or such to win it all, um, what a lot of people do wrong is there's nothing wrong with doing that in a really big pool. But you got to go chalkity chalk the rest of the way. So if your number sixteen wins, you're going to probably be in great shape. You don't need to take lots of upsets in the other games. Just take one or two select upsets and try to limit it to that. That's probably going to be your best bet to win your pool. So I want to go back to the first thing that you said. Um, Are you just picking in each of those games? You're just picking like like Michigan State. You're just picking them to win outright, you're not including the points because obviously you could pick them and win it all, but if they're the favorite by 12 and they only win by six, then you lose. Right, just playing the money lines recursively. And let's face it, Ross, if, if you look at any team that's like a number, even like a number four seed, by the time you get to the second round, every one of their games, they're going to be pick them or they're going to be plus money for the most part. So what's going to happen is for a number five seed to go and win the tournament. They're going to have to beat the four seed in the second round. They're going to have to beat that one seed in the third round. Maybe they'll get one break where they'll get a 10 seed along the way. But um, by the time they get to the final four, usually they're going to be a pretty big dog. And just think about what happens. Like if, you, if even if you're a two to one underdog in both of your final four games, so you bet a dollar to win two. Now you got three and you bet $3 to win six. Now you got nine. So you're going to get nine to one on that team just in their final four games alone if you go ahead and do that math for the two games to get into the final four, nine times nine, that's 81 to one that you're going to get. Even after the team makes the sweet 16, there's no reason to bet a team at 60 to one before the tournament even starts. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, anything else that we should know? I think uh, I always give my speech about bet within your limits. Don't suddenly make your biggest bet of the year. 
just because it's the Super Bowl, just because it's the March Madness. Um, if anything, um, I would be very cautionary about being able to pick winners against the spread in the March Madness tournament. I think it's one of the most difficult times. I can tell you, Ross, my biggest bets that time of year, NIT, CBI games. Tell me why. Largely, they, they fly under the radar. Everyone is paying attention, and all the talking heads are analyzing all the, the Gonzaga matchup against the North Carolina in the Final Four, and nobody is looking at the Elon NC Greensboro game. That's an interesting point. Okay, I got it. Um, man, you guys have all the angles. That's why, that's why it's tough, right, for the, uh, for the lay person that's not really doing it for a living or doing it all the time. You know, one of my favorite angles I'll share with you that I'm sure I'll have many plays is take a conference that's not necessarily a fast-paced conference, like the Missouri Valley comes to mind, and they always play that Arch Madness and that big dome stadium that's half full, and every final score is 56-54, it seems like. Take one of those teams, one of the better teams, after they lose a, a really low-scoring game in their tournament and they go to the NIT, usually – the over is the play, Ross, because after playing a bunch of low-scoring, slow-paced teams, you put them up against a Boston College-type team that plays with a whole lot more pace. I guess BC is a bad example because they're not going to any tournament. But a, a <laughs> faster-paced team, and the NIT, oftentimes, it's just roll the ball out, enjoy it, and play one for the fans. That's interesting. Um yeah, I think that that's. I think that there's some truth to that. All right, well, cool. So we got a little bit of flavor for the college hoop stuff for March Madness, but let's get into really our wheelhouse, which is these NFC win total numbers. And again, set the scene for us, Steve. These are your numbers you came up with because none of the real numbers will be out for a while. Exactly. So no bookmaker wants to be the first one to stick their neck out and actually put up a line that someone can bet into, especially with all the uncertainty of where these quarterbacks are going to land. So no one has actually posted any numbers. So I'm going to post them first. I'm going to send them out at least. These are my initial numbers. Standard caveat, they could change dramatically depending upon the draft and, more, more importantly, depending upon the quarterbacks that are acquired or are traded. Right. Well, obviously free agency is coming up even before the draft. So – that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, so, okay. And like, just like we did last time, you will give the number, and I'll say either perfect, you know, like I, like I think that's the number I would do as well, or if the number, if, if it's clear to me that I would have, you know, gone higher than that or I would have gone lower than that, I will say that as well. I'll say over, under, or I'll just say, yeah, you, you kind of nailed it. Maybe we could even do this again after free agency or after the draft, just to see how much your numbers have changed, as well as to see how it compares, obviously, to what, what the books put out. So go ahead, Steve. Let's start with the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys, cream of the crop in the division, 10 wins. Yeah, that, that sounds about right to me. Um, I, I would have thought 10.5, maybe 11. Um, what were they last year? Thirteen and three. I twelve and do four. Do not have the records in front of me, but um, yeah, yeah something like over. that. Um, 
I'm going to go over. I, I, I would, I, I would have them at. That sounds a little low. I would have them at at ten and a half, maybe even eleven. Very good. Uh, second team, Washington Redskins. We we made a best bet that Kirk Cousins is going to stick around. If he does, you're probably going to like the over. I've got eight and a half Redskins. That sounds perfect to me. I think they're going to lose to Sean Jackson, Pierre Garçon in free agency. I don't know what they're doing with Cousins. Now I saw where Daniel Jeremiah thinks there's a better than 50% chance that Cousins doesn't play for the Redskins this year, which I find insane, but evidently that's an option. So I'm going to say eight and a half sounds just about perfect right now. New York Giants are dealing quite an opinion here, I think, versus the marketplace. Eight wins. That surprises me. I, I'm going to go over on that one because I think their offense can only get better. It was not good. And I think their defense will be good again. They've got the core back. So that one feels like it should be an over to me. Yeah, I think the the reason I dealt it so low, I'm going to make a extreme projection. I think Eli off the cliff. 36 years old. I don't like what I see from him. And that's why I dealt that number so low. I recognize the markets are probably going to come higher on the Giants. Uh, so, okay, so you think what he did the two prior years, he obviously played well, but you think last year was evidence that his body, he just he can't do it. Doesn't look like he can throw the fastball anymore to me. Got it, okay. Uh, Philadelphia, this one, tough number to make. I made it seven wins. Hmm. That's another one. I, see, that's the thing. You start to get in division there. That's another one that I, I would lean over on. Um, I think Wentz is better in, in year two. I think they fix the cornerback wide receiver issues. Um, I think that number should be eight. What did you have for the Giants? Eight. Yeah, I think the Giants should be eight and a half, maybe nine. And I think the Eagles should be eight. So I think you. Uh, I think the only one you got right was the Redskins. And actually um, – I think there's a chance that the Redskins, like if I had to lean, I would lean under on the Redskins right now based on what I anticipate happening in free agency. So I think you're a little off on the three of the teams in the division on the low side, and then I think the Redskins you might be a little high on. They might be more like an eight to me. I love it. I'm going to do a a side bet with you. How about I take the Redskins, you take the Giants for who's going to win more games for dinner this season? Sounds good to me. Beautiful. And I know it's going to cost me a pretty penny because you, uh, you, you, you can like your good food here, Ross. Um, and we're not talking Blue Apron here, which is fine as well. Let's go NFC North and Green Bay Packers, 10 and a half wins. Uh, that sounds about right to me. I'll, I'll, I'll just leave that one there. Minnesota Vikings looks like they're going to have to stick with Bradford. Um, does not look like Bridgewater is going to be ready to go. Eight wins, Minnesota. I'd say that sounds about right as well. I don't. I don't. I, I think eight is about fair for the Vikings, and I think I would probably lean under for both of those. So I'm going to say that they're just right. But if I had to lean one or the other, I'm leaning under for both of those. Detroit Lions uh, look like they're going to contend, and then they faded down the stretch a little bit, but um, still had a fine year. Eight wins, Detroit. That feels right as well. And I think that that is right 
right where it should be. I, I don't have over, under for that. I just think eight is is right where they should be. And the Chicago Bears, it looked like they were going to come on second half of the year, and then the whole team got injured. Who knows what Cutler's future is? Uh, six wins, Bears. I would I would lean over on that one. I, I think six is a good number, but I would lean over because I think – that they're going to get a quarterback. And I think it's – well, they, they don't really have a choice. That, that, that one's a tough one because their quarterback is very much up in the air. I think they have a realistic chance to get Jimmy Garoppolo. And if they do, I think they'll be over six. They played much better towards the end of the year, and that was with Matt Barkley at quarterback. So I, I would probably lean over there. Um, but I don't know. I think that's a pretty fair number. It, it's not like an egregious number. Let's go west. Seattle um, defense was not quite up to snuff. O line problems. Still got Russell Wilson. Ten wins. Whew. You know what? That that almost sounds high to me right now. I, I'm going to say it's it's a good number, but I would I would lean towards the under. I'm I'm starting to feel like maybe this group uh, is not is not really going to be able to get back to where they were. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I would lean under. They still have O-line issues. The defense is now getting older. You know, this is two years in a row where they don't even make it to the conference championship game. I would lean, uh, I would, I would lean under, but I think 10 is a good number. Arizona Cardinals, they have a championship team with a washed-up over-the-hill quarterback and Carson Palmer that's coming back. Tough number, eight and a half. Whew. This is fun. I would probably lean under. I think they're going to lose Calais Campbell. I think that they're trying to keep the band together and that they might bounce back, but ultimately they're relying on too many old guys that I don't have faith in. I think eight and a half is a good number. I would lean under. And even if Carson Palmer is better days are behind him, he still would have been a huge upgrade for what the L.A. Rams have at quarterback, five and a half wins. That sounds right. Um, man, I, I almost think that that's right on it. Five and a half is probably where I would put it, too. They're a five or six win team. I think you nailed it. Five and a half is perfect. And the bottom feeder in the NFC, the Cleveland Browns of the West, San Francisco 49ers, four and a half wins. Yeah, I think that's about right, too. I think that they're between a four and five win team. I would lean over on San Francisco mainly because of my faith in Kyle Shanahan and his ability to manufacture some offense. So I would lean over on them. Like, the Rams, I wouldn't take that bet. The Cardinals, I probably wouldn't take that bet. The Seahawks, I probably wouldn't take that bet. San Francisco, I would probably take the bet and take it over. And that's primarily my faith in Kyle Shanahan finding a way to manufacture some offense with whoever ends up being their quarterback. Let's go to the South, the most competitive division in the NFC. Start with the Atlanta Falcons with a massive Super Bowl hangover, nine wins. That's it. Wow. I'm going over. I know where you're coming from, but too good offensively, 
too young and getting better defensively. The only thing that scares me is the loss of Kyle Shanahan. But I would go, I'd go over over that nine. I, I think that nine and a half, maybe even ten, feels like a better number for them. I think that's what the marketplace is going to wind up dealing on them. So I definitely dealt an opinion going low. I know if you did nothing but fade the Super Bowl loser the next year in these season wins, you do very well. Um, Carolina last year was a case of a team that went from 15-1 and one to falling off the face of the earth. Carolina this year, eight and a half. Sounds about right, but I, I would probably go under. You know, I, I they released Soliai and Tolbert. I feel like Luke Keekley is a, a hit to the head away from not playing. And I don't know that last year was an aberration for Cam Newton. I feel like they don't want him to run as much, and I feel like he's not as good if he's not running. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say under for Carolina. I think eight is probably the better number for them. Up and coming Tampa Bay Buccaneers, eight wins. Sounds about right. I expect them to be active in free agency. I probably would not take that bet. I, if anything, man, I might still lean under on them. And finally, the prolific New Orleans Saints. They don't play any defense, but Drew Brees just keeps doing it. Seven and a half wins. Yeah, I think that that's, that's about right. They, they feel like they're stuck in seven or eight win purgatory. And Breeze always plays well enough for them to do it, but they don't do anything other than that. Look, I think that's um I think that is the deal. I, I think seven and a half is a good number for them. So isn't it interesting, Steve, that certain divisions I feel like you're you know, I, I disagree with a bunch. Other divisions I felt like you, you nailed it. Isn't that weird how it worked out that way? It, it certainly does. One thing I notice is that when we go through these numbers, I think you had a few more leans to overs than to unders. And that's pretty much universally, that's normal. That's what most people do. Um, you read nothing but optimistic off-season reports for all these teams. But I go back to the bottom line is these, that all of the numbers have to average to eight. And actually with some ties, possibility of ties, 7.9. And you, even when I did it with my numbers, I know they averaged to like 8.1. And so they're already, I would argue, slightly inflated overall. That is a fantastic point. They are slightly inflated. And I never thought about the ties part of it. That's amazing because it's not a win. That makes sense. Um, awesome. Steve, I love this. Very, very cool. We're going to take next week off. And then we might be back after that. Check your local listings, as they say. And your local listings are the other Ross Tucker.com podcasts, Steve's Twitter at Fezzik Sports, my Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL, Brian at RTF Podcast, because there's a very strong possibility that starting in a couple of weeks, we will be coming to you every week throughout the offseason. Dive into some of these other sports. I'm interested in learning about the betting angle on some of these other sports. Should be a whole lot of fun. Other than that, you guys know the deal. We got Amazon, PayPal, ways that you can contribute to the podcast. The iTunes rankings and comments are always much, much appreciated. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and we love when you download us on multiple devices, uh, multiple times when you are bored. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money.
Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found. So I've been telling you guys on all my podcasts now for a long time about richuncles.com. The bottom line is everyone needs to diversify in life. If you have the opportunity, you should take a look at richuncles.com. It's a REIT or a real estate investment trust. They own commercial property, collect rent from the best creditworthy tenants, and then pay you a monthly cash dividend, which is currently 7% annualized. If you want to see what the Wall Street Journal had to say about them, just go ahead and Google it. Look, like any investment, it has risks. It's not guaranteed which is why you should find out more at richuncles.com and look up Rich Uncles REIT, a Reg A Tier 2 offering. Go to richuncles.com, that's richuncles.com, or call 855-RICH-UNCLES, and please let them know that you heard about them on one of the Ross Tucker podcasts. Rich Uncle's Reed is seeking indications of interest concerning its Reg A Tier 2 securities offering. Any indication of interest involves no obligation or commitment of any kind. No money or other consideration is being solicited, and if sent in response, will not be accepted. No sales will be made or commitments to purchase accepted until the offering statement is qualified. This media outlet is being paid under $2,000 by Rich Uncle's for this single message.